Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rahalastapa, Rahalastapa. With this week's guest is Phil Jupiter. If you enjoy these, why not come and see me on tour? I'm doing a show called Happy Now? Question mark. It's about whether I am happy now or not. Now I have a wife and a baby or whether that, those two things make me miserable and want to die. Only You can only find out by coming to see the show. I'm touring all over the UK from February 2016 right through to June 2016. And you can see if I'm coming near to you by going to richardherring.com slash gigs or richardherring.com slash happy underscore now slash tour and uh, book these tickets soon. And some of them are selling really well and they're an ideal Christmas gift for you. You could suggest from other people or for friends who you want to introduce to my comedy. And of course, if if you do come, that means hopefully I can earn enough money to carry on doing the podcast in the second part of the year. That is the way this works. So um, 
If you like the podcast and uh, you haven't donated before, if you want to donate directly to me, which hardly any of the other donations come to me, then do come and see me on tour and tell your friends. The show's called Happy Now, richardherring.com. You can find it on there. You're clever enough. Anyway, now let us go to watch and listen. Just listen, in your case, to Richard Herring's S.S. Square Theatre Podcast with Philip Jupitus, Porky the Poet. He is a very nice man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who this weekend was an answer on Pointless. Yeah, that's right. It's Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Hello. Very, very different. See, I'm very different. Very different. Now I'm the character. It's very different. Uh, welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Uh, I was, I was uh, at a cool place uh, the other day. It was a lot of cool people hanging around there. And they were calling it Rehalustopa. <laughs> Maybe I haven't done the work on that one. Uh, so lovely to see you all. Thank you for coming along. Uh, and uh, this week, uh, I've, got, I've written a new joke. Uh, so the uh, ready for it? Uh, the uh, so uh, this is topical to when we recorded this. I can't remember how it goes now. Uh, so the uh, so the uh, Conservative government I notice are refusing uh, to to cut the tax on tampons. I've noticed. What do they want from us? Blood? Get it? Ironically, I noticed that uh, that Gideon uh, Osborne, as I call him, because it's his correct name, uh, has put no extra tax on pencils. So uh, it's uh, we'll get that out there bit by bit. Don't worry, that will Google it. Nothing comes up, but believe me, I, I did a gig. Uh, I'll do another joke. I've got a, I did a gig to babies this week. It was all babies. It was like mothers and babies. It was in uh, Chiswick. Uh, it's kind of weird doing an, a, a gig to an audience that are crying and sleeping and pooing themselves. And that was just the babies. Uh, so... Uh, I made that more And yeah, and it was... Uh, <laughs> I was on... It was. I mean, it would be weird if the pet and the mothers had been doing that. So, uh, weird. You just said, well, that's weird. I'm not laughing at that. Uh, and I was on Pointless. I was, well, no, not on, I've been on Pointless twice, and I've been an answer on Pointless twice. The first time I was an answer on Pointless, uh, I was to get my name, Richard Herring, someone with two points that was worth. So that was, and I was watching that on my own and feeling quite sad about my career. <laughs> Uh, this week, uh, I had to say what were the first names of Lee and Herring and lots of different double acts. And uh, there was quite a lot of kind of quite broad uh, light entertainment uh, celebrities on that. I didn't think any of them would get it. But Louis Spence from the, from the world of dancing and homosexuality, I guess, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing. He, got, he knew my name, which I was very surprised at and got it correct. And it was worth 11 points. So like, I'm going very slowly... <laughs> It was, and both times, I think it's been people not knowing who Stuart Lee is. As, 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 as... <laughs> anyway, let's crack on. Uh, we've got uh, a fantastic guest this week and then next week as well. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you. That's, uh, that's uh, awful for me to tell you that next week we're going to have a fantastic guest when you, none of you will be here. <laughs> so we, please welcome. He's probably best known as Tomo Thompson from Mike Bassett, England manager, the, film, the successful British film. It is Phil Jupiter, ladies and gentlemen. Phil Jupiter. He's dressed up. Welcome. Come in. Sit down. Hello. Make yourself at home. 
How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm very good. I'm just going to put that camera there to prove to the people at home that two attractive women have come to see. Sorry. <laughs> I, d- what I didn't is, what's count three to, attractive What's happened to your demographic of wheezing, borderline consumptive computer geeks? They're, they're, they're oh, here. They're, they're, they're behind they're, the pretty ladies. And there he is. I told that guy. I told the worst he... guest ever. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, how how right. was it? But we'll get the Tomo Thompson from uh, Mike Bassett, England manager, questions out of the way first. Let's, because obviously that's, that's obviously what I'm constantly uh, yeah. barrage, a ceaseless barrage. <laughs> how of was, questions how was about that, that working on? Mike the thing was, was we got to. I Because I, when you're offered a film, you think, uh, well, uh, it's all computers now, isn't it? So they don't send you to Bucharest anymore. <laughs> they just put you in a studio in Kettering and front of a green screen and you pretend you're in Bucharest and they put it in behind you but we actually filmed we were the last filming engagement at Wembley Stadium before it was knocked down Um, we we got to film at Lancaster Gate at the original FA headquarters you could smell the evil (laughs) (laughs) and we filmed we were taken to Brazil and filmed at the Maracana stadium in Rio in the actual stadium and all the while I just kept saying could you not have just done this (laughs) I mean don't get me wrong I'm loving the whole you know tits and a cock but there's a lot of that in Rio seriously you're walking down the beach and you hear English 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 and then you look and there's a massive pair of tits you go Christ like that but then they go woof and it's like tops and tails it's terrifying And they, they, are they calling you over because they think English people particularly I think they that, think English. we crave it. I yeah. think they think the English men, you know, with their, I don't know, their desire for tits and cock. Yeah. <laughs> now you mention it. Never no, really it seems, thought it's a niche thing, but apparently it's very niche in Rio. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was odd. But it was, and again, it was just fabulous to go to these places. And then, but also, um, all of the lads I was working with, I was in Nigel, Lindsay... Uh, was one of the uh, who was in Shrek, and he was the the, Shrek. the guy. He was in um, uh, Four Lions. Yeah, I know Nigel. Lindsay you know, was the, so he, they, he Nigel put... and um, just all of the lads that were also playing journalists were all proper like like national theatre and RSC <laughs> actor types. And uh, we got incredibly drunk in a restaurant in Rio arguing about what was more difficult, stand-up or acting. Yeah. Them saying that stand-up was more difficult and me going, ah, it's fucking easy, you just talk, <laughs> you cunts. You've got to remember words <laughs> and not bump into that woman and stuff. Acting <coughs> is terrifying. All night, all night, yeah. all night. They couldn't, they couldn't get their head around the idea of us, what we do. Yeah, you were right, this stand-up's easy. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's really easy. Such a cakewalk. <laughs> like we won some bizarre cultural lottery. But to be honest, acting's easy as well. It's just saying stuff, isn't it? It's just oh, saying. No, it's just saying. No, I did. I dressed up as a lady. Doing you a pulling up. You have to say stuff. I had to do face. lady faces. Did you? I was Edna in Hairspray. Oh yeah, of course you were. Yeah, yeah. I so thinking. and you have to sing. Yeah. Did, did, were you aroused in any way? By <laughs> I've, I do like Seeing the, me with tits and it's the tits and the cock. Is the, the tits is and that, cock thing. Now I realise that's now what I've been craving. That Rio appeal, that's that's why I married enough. a woman with a cock. That's like, now it makes sense. <laughs> now it makes sense. Strange. Now I get it. You have done a lot of acting, you don't, you, and bit. you're still carrying on. You're going to be in is it the Chitty Chitty Bang Chitty, Bang? Chitty Bang Bang on the Baron. Okay. In uh, uh, with Jason Manford. Okay. In as as Caractacus. Yeah. He's yeah. The, that's Dick Van. He's Dick Van Dyke. He's Dick Van Dyke. Who played you in the original film? I don't know. Okay. 
Someone out there will, because you're crowded as we speak, Googling it. <laughs> Someone do you not watch the... F- when you're doing something that's been done before, do you deliberately not watch the film of it? I've actually never seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, not? so I'm looking forward to having a watch. OK. Probably read the script before you uh, do it. That would probably be an idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah. go on and just say, I'll busk this. Is he the bloke who owns the sweet factory? No, no. the Baron... Is the Baron? No, I don't... <laughs> Now you say, I don't remember much about it. There's a child catcher, isn't it? His wife doesn't like children. Okay. That's why they had the... So I'm the bloke that hires the child catcher. Uh, I do know who it is now, yeah, And we sing... I sing that song, Chuchy Face, to Michelle Collins from EastEnders every night. Okay. Presumably have to do a bit of that with her. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice work if you can get it. Well, it's weird, bearing in mind that, you know, you start doing poems like, Mrs Thatcher, she is bad. (laughs) And the government, they are mad. Thank you, good night. That's, you know, and then 30 years later, it's your mate. I mean, 30 years later, 29 years later, you're wearing a swastika armband and you're on stage having a good old think about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Billy Bragg now? <laughs> I'm marching up and down the stage in a German helmet where it's covered in swastikas. Should point out that that was in the producers. In the producers. Yeah, okay, in the producers. so just. <laughs> yes. Yeah, moved no, over it was from a anti-fascist fundraise, fundraiser for UKIP <laughs> in Dover. <laughs> Almost certainly. Well, again, like uh, last week's guest, generally last week's guest, you're much worse than last week's audience. Uh, Eddie is. I do. Man is, is actually nearly asleep down here. But it's, 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 that's a total Leicester. Uh, it's cheaper than going to a hotel. To sleep there. That's, it's only fifteen quid to come here, so a lot of people just come that's in. And the, they, that's the, the kind of prone position of the former patrons of this cinema, if I recall correctly. Uh, <laughs> sit up, Phil. Ju- Phil Jupiter is telling you to sit up. Pay attention. Stop waiting for Jack Whitehall. I know that's why you came. You disgust me. Then <laughs> <laughs> he will be. <laughs> Did you just say stop waiting for Jack Whitehall? That's abs- I mean, semantically impossible for people in this room to do. He sets a very high bar of his audience. Stop waiting for Jack Whitehall. Okay. But your early career is very interesting. You started in the uh, mid 1980s, as a, as, 80, they say, as you say, 82, a poet. 83 was the first yeah. gig. Yeah. So uh, again, there was sort of a good, like with Eddie Izzard from last week. Yeah, there was a good sort of 13 to 15 years. So yeah, of, started uh, in 83, and Buzzcock started in 96. Right. Yeah. So so yeah, it's, it's, it was I was around for ages before I got a regular telly gig. But I was never looking for it. It no. just came along. I thought. I remember when we got it thinking, oh, yeah, this will be a couple of years. That'll be nice. Yeah. And it's like Groundhog Quiz. (laughs) On and on and on and on. And where do these new pop stars keep coming from? (laughs) I always remember the week when I actually seriously thought about quitting was during the Amstel years. And I remember the only person I knew on the show was Amstel. Just, just surrounded by children and a very funny little gay man in the middle. And <laughs> it's just, the whole thing felt like an elaborate hoax. Well, anyway, we're, we could, we're, we're talk, obviously we're going to talk about that, but it, it's, it's sort of, a, it's as lovely as it is, you're working sort of a dozen days a year mm. and earning some nice money and then going to do other things for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's odd how much that defines you, because it's yeah. like two hours in the studio, 12 shows, 24 hours, one day of the year completely defines how you're perceived and everything. I always found that really odd. Yeah. And also the thing is, you don't edit it. 
No. And I, I, I wish, you know, I had the kind of juice in the business where I could say, I want to come to the edit. Oh, fuck that. You know, you're there and it just catch, captures what it captures. The weird thing was, is when, when we had really good nights, I mean, I stopped watching it, like, millions of people. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I suppose about ten years ago I stopped right. even... I'd always look at a couple of series just to see how it was coming out. Yeah. And you'd watch it as it was happening, right? You wouldn't just... As you were doing it. How many times did you do it? <laughs> twice. Three? Twice? Yeah. Well, it was a great time when you were on. <laughs> it was I remember fun. saying the next year, can we get Stuart back? Because he's just... Uh, oh. That's wrong. Classic. That's what happened. That's, this. that's, that's, that's it. Happened. Don't put this in front of me. So I'm going, I haven't got that one. <laughs> Richard, let's put your no, book put my, put my name. with your name put there. My, but there you go. Stuart only ever did it once, <laughs> Yeah. Richard, there you are, the big well, name. Well, the thing with Buzzcocks... Richard, I'm Richard. You're Richard. Uh, the, uh, is, uh, is that, did you only come on this because you thought it was Stuart? I started. I started. <laughs> Seriously, it's in my head now. Uh, I'll call you Andrew any second. <laughs> it's, uh, three, it's like a three-hour record for a half-hour programme. How long were yours? You did two. Did yeah, you, did you a Lamar one? You did a Lamar one, didn't you? No, I, d- I only came in very late. I only did two. T- uh, An Amster one? Uh, yeah, I think one was Amster and one and was Frankie guest, Boyle. Frankie Boyle, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when he used to like me. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. keep I do, up. Has I, something happened? I don't know. I don't know what's... Has something know. happened? I don't know. He just he doesn't seem to like me now. But oh, OK. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> what did you do? I, <laughs> I know you some why kind of way on the internet of communicating. Yeah. Well, I've tried to... He's blocked me on Twitter. That's the moment. He's blocked yeah. you? Wow. Yeah. I think because I was critical of some of his uh, disabled jokes, but only uh, slightly. I mean, if you, uh, I really like him. I think he's very good. And mm. just said, oh, I didn't think those ones were that good. Oh, well. But anyway, uh, it's a three-hour... It's a, you know, it's not like he's been on here and I've been rude to him. And then I could understand him not liking me then. Uh, but, uh, it's, uh, or even calling you by the wrong name. <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> The thing with Buzzcocks, though, is there's a lot of stuff that has to go in there. So even even when there's se- well, there's seven people, yeah, and I mean, so, admittedly, yeah. admittedly, a few of them it's, are. It's really odd because what happened was, was in the early days, you kind of work, hard, you kind of think we must do jokes. Whereas the point of panel games is that you forget that and just try and have a nice night, and then funny stuff will happen. Seven, you know, seven of you in a room, kind of relaxed with each other, and yeah. then so from the post. Simon and then me and me and Fielding very very deliberately said let's just try and have a good time every week because yeah. from a good time will come a good show and I think that worked you know and so we just so my job on Buzzcocks I realised was like you know they sometimes put a goat in with a racehorse <laughs> to calm it down right. that was my job <laughs> you put the twitchy nervous celebs on Team Dupe and then I just calm them down and make them eat a pie and tell me about their mums <laughs> and then and then we do the show and, I, and they go shouldn't we be writing jokes and I'm like whoa, whoa, shush, shush, da, 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 da. <laughs> no enjoy yourself yeah. that's what it all is and that's what those shows are is they're a fake kind of night out with a bunch of people yeah and you know someone will have a drink Jamelia will have a lot of Malibu <laughs> and will actually end up like that, Amy Winehouse, bless her, she got slaughtered on the show. Um, 
The man from Towers of London, Donny Tourette, that was a night. <laughs> he, I remember it was so sad in a way because he, uh, he was, for some reason, picked on Bill. It's like punching Winnie the Pooh in the balls. <laughs> Pick on Bill Bailey, for the love of God. It's kind of this avuncular, troll-like creature over and smiling away at you, and it's like... And Donny Tourette starts on Bill, and, like, the room's not with him on this. <laughs> Bill, of course, as a professional comedian, is just going bats back to you and bats back to you, just slaughtering him all night, and he's getting nowhere, this kid. And... And at the end of the evening, he's just slowly slumped in his chair because presumably the drugs have worn off. <laughs> he's slumped there and he, and, and he leans across to me and he goes, I'm the youngest of four brothers. This is like being at home. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the most intelligent thing he said off, all night and it was, <laughs> and it was off mic. But he, yeah, he, that was a, an odd night. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's weird because I... People come up to you and... and but the, when, when you're on those panel shows, and when I realised... Uh, QI taught me the whole less is more thing, is forget that you're on telly and just try and enjoy being in the room. Be in the moment. That's how panel games work. Be in, be in the room and be of that moment. And, and, and that's what happened. Whereas, you know, you, you try too hard, it's, it's, it will just be the, the death of you. You were great at panel games. Well, I yeah, loved it. I, I, well, I don't get asked to I do know, money. but why? I don't know. Stupid. I don't know. It's wrong. I don't know. Because I'm from the Have Oxbridge you ever done Mafia. The the from Avalon. I've never people, done that. People no. always come up to me and say, oh, you're really good on Mock the Week. And I always go, thank you. <laughs> never done it. <laughs> Not once. Never done it. I have to do my own... I just have to put my own shows on and, and take them largely at home in, uh, in my cellar. But uh, sometimes... I think... Not, better, I'm not sure this is real. Better I'm not sure this that is you do this than yeah. you sit in a garden shed masturbating, <laughs> wondering where your life went wrong. <laughs> I do that as well. So many people... <laughs> yeah, but... You, you, I masturbate I like too why my life went you're wrong. You're time guys. efficient. <laughs> yeah, you kind of timetable. Do you timetable your wanks? No. I, you know... Just wait till my wife's away for the weekend and then... That's a long weekend. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Surely you're supposed to relax. <laughs> Come back and you're just a husk. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was fine. <laughs> In a sling, sat there. <laughs> just chain-drinking barocas. <laughs> eating bananas. <laughs> Got a cock like a cashew nut. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome home. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to see you, darling. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> the, Danny Baker had a great term for that, the BMW. Right. Because it's the, when you, your partner goes away yeah. and then you're downstairs on your own and you <laughs> pop on a cheeky DVD <laughs> and then you go upstairs and they go, hi. <laughs> and you've spent the, yeah. the earnings. Already, <laughs> he called it the BMW, the badly yeah. mistimed wank. Yeah. That was... <laughs> so, as I mean, like with Buscots, I think what's interesting with you is that Fuck he, Buscots. He had, Let's keep talking had, about wanks. Yeah, yeah. We'll get, we'll get there. Don't worry. Uh, everything, everything, everything <laughs> it's, comes back. It's you. It's will <laughs> all come back. She approaches. But I think what's kind of interesting is that you know you had 17 years of working on that, and it's a regular income, and then in a sense, does that stop you? 
Do you think it stopped you doing um, stand-up and other things that you, that you might have done otherwise? No, or? I did I did loads of I know you did. great things. I, know I think you did. what it is, is if you've got that, that kind of... Uh, you can Because ha- you've got your life to live, and when you've got something that pays for life, then you can be a bit more... So you don't do buzzcocks from September till November. Yeah. And then the rest of the year is yours to do with... So I, I did musicals. Yeah. Hosted a breakfast show. Yeah. Launched Six Music, you know. Uh, did GLR. Did so many... Really, really fun things, yeah. you know. Toured with the Blockheads, toured with the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. Going on tour as a singer with groups you bought records by when you were a teenager, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's mad. There was a guy, it's really weird, because I got back on Twitter uh, for Edinburgh because I was doing so many shows and wasn't in a brochure. I thought, I'm going to have to at least tell people what I'm up to at Edinburgh, and it was a leafleting exercise, really. And I saw a comment. I was doing a gig with a group called the Panic Brothers. And, I was, and they're lads that I used to gig with in the late 80s. You know, Richard Morton yep. and uh, Reg Miros. And they were a little... And I used to open for them as Porky the Poet. Right. And they reformed last year. And I said, I'll open for you again. <laughs> and I said, but you can't put Phil Jupiter's, which kind of defeated the whole point of me supporting them. <laughs> and I felt so bad for them. But you can put Porky the Poet. And so, so I did that again. I opened for them again yeah. a few times. And then I saw a tweet... And a guy went to, you want to watch yourself? Give him that Phil Jupiter. To Reg. It was a tweet to Reg that I'd been copied in on because that's the passive-aggressive nature of the internet. <laughs> you want to watch yourself? Well, uh, gig him with that Phil Jupiter. I went to see the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band and he ruined the whole night. Right? And I... And I, I so I hope that that bloke may be watching. Okay. <laughs> now, how did I ruin the whole night? Because it was a, a three-hour show that I'm on for 20 minutes, maybe 25 minutes in a three-hour show and didn't forget the words, knew the songs, knew the lyrics, had been invited to perform with the Bonzos by Neil Innes. So I was trying to think why... So, right, so what it is is he didn't like me and I was on stage, so that's understandable. Now, if The Clash reformed with Rick Astley singing... (laughs) I am a huge Clash fan, got everything they ever did. But I would not go to that gig because of the Astley factor. I'm sure he's a lovely man, but I don't like his work. So this bloke was obviously not predisposed to me and yet still went to the gig. So the fault is his, (laughs) not mine. And it's still in me. This is six months ago. I fucking can't shake it. I want to fucking go around this bloke's house and go, what the fuck are you thinking? Saying I ruined your night. You're a fucking idiot. (laughs) Fuck off. Oh, man. Yeah, I think the more you're on social media, the less those things get you. That's the thing. I think is it really? I, I think mean, well, are I, you, I, kind I, of, you must be really good at the bat. bat I quite block, enjoy block, block. it. Well, I, I, but do, I you inter- do you interact with them? Sometimes do you I do. But I just also think if I, it's, I think you realise that you, you're not going to please everyone, and so they are tweeting you as if you think you're pleasing everyone. And no comedian, most comedians no, no. are just terribly, and uh, you know, think they're terrible themselves and, and yeah. insecure about themselves. So you don't need someone coming to do that for you because you do that for yourself yeah, already. Yeah, no, the but, self. You know, Loathing, it's the career. But, uh, but Do you also, have a low self-image? Stand-up is for you. <laughs> but if everyone loved you, that'd be weird. So they think they're performing a service, I think, by telling you that not everyone loves you. Yeah. Uh, but it would be weird if they did. But also, I think there's something so deeply weird about seeking someone out to tell them you don't like them that, that, that 
they're they're sort of funny. I like now tweeting them back and saying, um, maybe I'm not funny. It could be that, or it could be you're not clever enough to understand. That's what I'm doing. That's really. And, they, and then they really don't like that. Yeah. And they go, no, I am clever enough. Going, well, maybe no, it might you know, it might be that yeah. you are. Might be that I'm not the funny. The thing that I wanted to, do, the other thing I wanted to do with the bloke at the Bonzo gig was uh, say, I felt, I, feel, I read your tweet, I feel really bad. Um, I thought I'd send you uh, your ticket money back, and then I thought you don't deserve it. But then I thought you kind of do because I spoil it a night. So here's half a twenty pound note. <laughs> Just cut a twenty pound note in half. Send in the half without the serial number on it, so he can't. <laughs> so he can't redeem it. Yeah. Isn't that illegal, cutting money? Yeah, I think so. Is it? Yeah, but you've probably done other illegal things. A bit. Yeah. <laughs> A bit. What's the worst crime that you've done that you've got away with? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all about your own parameters, isn't mm. it? Well, really, with crimes, it's more I, I about the law's parameters. <laughs> <laughs> More kind of a, a statues written down. <laughs> and if you disobey him, you go to prison. If they catch you, but you know, I've got away with all my crimes so far. It's quite good. It's mainly it? stealing right. penny sweets from picking Richard, mixes. Richard is raffles. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a gentleman whimsical burglar. <laughs> I love the idea of you as raffles. <laughs> like slightly unkempt. <laughs> Quite slightly clumsy. Falling yes, clumsy and raffles. bumping into things. I love clumsy raffles. <laughs> the state of this room. <laughs> raffles again. But it must be... It's a shame to let anyone, you know, one negative voice... It's a very comedic thing. So we'll look into this audience. And I, I did a gig on Friday in this, yeah. uh, with this guy called uh, David Trent. And he... Um, Complete, with a tiny little audience, actually, and he really rocked it. Mm-hmm. And he's going, what about that woman on the left, though, who didn't laugh yeah. at anything? I know I'd seen who didn't laugh at anything, but you're going, you know, you did an amazing gig in a really difficult circumstances. We'll always see the one face yeah. not laughing. It's, and then a, it's, to make them it's an odd, but it's that, it's such a... What I always want is people... It's, you're not funny. Say something funny. You're not funny. And I'm like, I'm like well, if you're coming up like that, that's, that's a stickier wicket, isn't it, really? And I, I'm not funny to you. It's, it's people used to go, BBC people used to go, oh, Buscott's very successful, very successful. It's got a steady one and a half to two million. And all I could ever think was, that means 71 million people <laughs> don't watch our yeah. show. Who could? Who could and choose not to? And it's not like we're not charging. It's on a free channel. It's on that licensed channel. <laughs> they don't. 71. That's all I ever thought. Yeah. Every time they went, oh, he's doing very well. <laughs> Fuck that. It's just telly. That was a brilliant bit of a Mickey Hutton uh, said to me when I got Buzzcocks. And, and he, went, uh, he went, it's just telly. Don't, don't think. And so I always, my mindset for, for the, I'm so sorry. <laughs> my mindset for the whole time. Um, you people over there uh, being up to all sort of making faces, <laughs> touching each other in a herringy way. Yeah. Um, I forgot my point. I'm 53, it's <laughs> fucking great being 53. You don't care anymore. Your balls are slowly descending <laughs> like a barometer. Just tap them in the morning, they lower a bit. What was I talking about? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's only a Phil, podcast. This, uh, you know, there's a lot more. Than, there's a lot more people not watching this than we're not watching. 
so, I think, uh, but also with a comedian, you know, if you're not funny and you've got, and you've managed to have a 30 year career, that's pretty impressive as well. I know there's but, that. But with a comedian, you have that's why I love people. You're not funny. You go well. I actually have this the one job where I pretty much have a barometer of whether it's working or not every yeah. single time I do it, it's an, it's, which is the audience. It's an, odd, it's an odd thing, really, you know. It's, but it's just what I like about it is that, you, is that you, you get to immediately find out, you know. Yeah. But it's humour so... My mum can't bear me. <laughs> <laughs> do, you have, do you have to swear, dear? Do you have to swear so much, dear? It's, it's awful, awful. <laughs> I saw you on that QI the other night. Why do you have to flirt with that man? <laughs> and they're all laughing at you. <laughs> I'd been in five musicals. She came to the... Fi- I was in Urin Town in the West End uh, uh, for, for a bit, and Mum came to see that. And, uh, I, you know, I get, when my Mum comes to shows, I get her looked after, she's minded and, you know, and taken care of. And then she's led into this area at the Apollo Theatre in Shelfsby Avenue called the Gold Room to await my... Which is that just in Urintown or is that always there? Just in It's a terror. She did not like it. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically downstairs at a bar on Compton Street. And um, she she was there and uh, the company manager, John, had been looking after her and my dad. And then I, and in, I don't know if you saw it, you're in town, but at the end of it, you're covered in blood and in your underwear. It's great. It's mad. It's like being in a Sam Peckinpah film. And then you have to shower all that off. It takes about 20 minutes to kind of get ready. And then I went down into the gold room where Mother was waiting and she, she, went, she went, well, well done, dear. It was so good that finally you sang something properly. <laughs> it's my fifth musical. <laughs> the company manager fucking spat water all over my dad. <laughs> I went, what, what? What? I went, fucking, this is my fifth fucking musical, Mum. <laughs> and she, she, she was like, she went, I just meant that you were doing this one properly. I went, no, no! It's a fucking hairspray. Yeah, but you're a woman in that. It doesn't really count. <laughs> mums. Aww. Like mums. <laughs> Aww. Do you think the the guy on Twitter's upset you because he's made you think about your mum? Is that what is that what we're Nothing looking? Nothing anyone on the internet <laughs> says can be worse than my mum's withering gaze. So I'm like, <laughs> but it must be. It's very exciting to be. You know, the thing with the blockheads thing and yeah. the, and the and the but bonzos. That's it. Yeah. You know, you can't let that get you. I mean, you might oh, be God, called no, up doing no. it. The you're, thing is, your speciality is stepping in for dead singers. So but you know, you could that's do it. The, yeah. You could be in the class. Waiting any bit is Nirvana phone up. <laughs> The Clash phone up and they go, sorry, Astley's in. So, <laughs> no, it was just, it was it was because of the bands themselves. It's Neil Innes asked me to do yeah. the Bonzo's gig uh, with Aid Edmondson and we'd be in the wings every night pinching each other, going, <laughs> we're in the Bonzo, don't do that, man. <laughs> Giggling like, like little, like we should be in a Gilbert and Sullivan wearing kimonos. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and yeah, Mickey Gallagher and Chaz Janko asked me to do uh, the the new boots and panties tour yeah. for the Bockers. You're not. You, you, it, it's, that's the brilliant thing. Viv Stanchelani and Jury, two Essex lads, it, completely irreplaceable. So you're not. You're not replacing. You're just the, the band want to play. Yeah. They play better if they can concentrate. So the Blockheads try gigging without a singer and just singing the songs themselves, and they can't singing and playing is not what they do. And so they just said, "Would you sing a couple?" And it just worked better for them. So did it for a while. Don't do it anymore. 
It's great. <laughs> it's good fun. Yeah. Uh, did it annoy you, honestly, this one about never mind the Buzzcocks, mm-hmm. that the Buzzcocks aren't called the Buzzcocks? Did that, did no, that well, not the thing is, you? is the the of yeah. the title is from never mind the bollocks. Yeah. So it's not from the Buzzcocks. No. Because it's when I introduced... <laughs> when I introduced Buzzcocks yeah. at uh, Glastonbury, Pete Shelley came up to me and went, it is Buzzcocks and not the Buzzcocks. <laughs> you know that, don't you? And I went, look, the title is <laughs> Nevermind from the Nirvana album Nevermind. Yeah. The is from Nevermind The Bollocks. <laughs> and Buzzcocks is your name. <laughs> so, Fuck's sake. So Nevermind isn't from Nevermind The Bollocks. The Nevermind is the from Nevermind. The Nevermind is from Nevermind oh, yeah. The Nirvana but... album. So it's, never, it's three albums. It's Are two sure albums and never, a band name. The Never Two could album. be from Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. The Never. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's an applause laugh. They're, they're what we chase. When we sit in the dressing room after the gig, you know, they laugh, but they didn't clap a lot. <laughs> Needy fuckers. Just, oh, God. Okay, I'll let you. That's uh, well, that's the that's, first time that's it's been explained it. to me. That's quite right. Now you, you know where that's from. Because there was yeah. a very there was a man who there was a pop quiz on Radio Four that lasted for one series, yes. and uh, the guy on that said uh, said uh, I can't even remember what it was called, but he said, uh, and at the end of the trailer for it, he went unlike some pop quizzes which don't know that it's actually not the Buzzcocks, <laughs> and I was screaming at my radio in my kitchen with my. <laughs> Dog looking really startled, going, The the is from Nevermind the Bollocks, you fucking bellend! At a radio. Yeah. I think it should have been explained at the start of each episode. <laughs> it should have, there should have been a yeah. very long, kind of quantum leap style <laughs> intro to each episode. Yeah. yeah. Where they explained where each letter of the every thing word is, came from. Is that... The, the people that come up in the street and go, how did you not get the line-up? I could see it was them. We don't see the clip of them! <laughs> That's on your telly! <laughs> and the host always says, and for the viewers at home only! <laughs> clap, clap, I'm taking that... Yeah, look at that. No, now it's a sarcasm one. He pressed <laughs> it over into a... No, where I am. At least in sport, you know, four, clap. Six, big clap. That's it. <laughs> this is an emergency question from Tim Turner. I think I've asked it before, but I Hello, like Tim. it. Richard Dawkins claims to have seen dogs doing a 69. <laughs> that's not the question, that's a statement. What's the worst lie you have ever told to impress people? (laughs) 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 What I like about that is the idea that Richard Dawkins said that to impress people. (laughs) I was, I was, I went uh, uh, to Kenton Park to the evening races once, Mm. and I had a bet on a horse, and I was down. I went down the barrier, just watched the end of the... the, And I'm at the barrier at Kempton Park Racecourse and it's an evening meet. Everyone's fairly pissed. And a woman comes up to me and goes... She goes... It's you, it's you, isn't it? It's you, isn't it? It's you, isn't it? And I kind of do... And people go... And I go, all right, because I don't know who they think I am. (laughs) And I go, like that. And And she goes, monkey! Monkey. (laughs) 
And I go, and then I just went, you got me, love. <laughs> and I, I have someone, a woman somewhere, think she met Johnny Vegas at the races. I signed the autograph, Johnny Vegas, <laughs> lovely, good to see you, love. He's going for a drink. <laughs> and that's Phyllis from Coronation Street. <laughs> Percy! It's a kind of generic, wheezy, northern works. Have you ever put your genitals in the mouth of a dead animal? Well, I've been out with some people in my time, Richard, and I would describe them a number of ways. <laughs> it was Metaphorically, a... yes. No, metaphorically. <laughs> I haven't, no. no. Why haven't we been asked to do that? Have you? No, I, well, I went to Oxford. I'm very disappointed. I oh, never... Oh, yeah. I didn't really put my genitals in the mouth of a living person. And so I was... Very disappointed that I wasn't asked along to. I don't think I, I generally don't think that happened. That is coming to be the sort of the, yeah. the, the, the general tenet of the but thing. It was I mean, whereas you know, I you know, put that kind the weird kind of ritualistic side of what people get up posh people do. Fuck that. You know, the burning fifty pound notes in Indian restaurants and wrecking Indian restaurants is much worse yeah. than putting your cock in a fucking pig's mouth. For the <laughs> love of God. Now, if you put your cock in a calf's mouth... <laughs> obviously, no-one here has ever fed a calf. Yeah, they've got, they've got a suck They have got quite the grip. <laughs> if you put your cock in a dolphin's blowhole, that is supposed to be very good. That was always, that was always what I imagined would be yeah. the tastiest part of the yeah. dolphin. <laughs> mm, the blowhole. But you have to you be have, careful. I, what I always wanted as my... I always used to imagine cruel foods. My favourite was a sadist omelette was a chicken omelette made with the chicken that laid the egg. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted dolphin blowhole sliced and made into donuts, Like meaty dolphin donuts <laughs> with a savloy through them. <laughs> good. Uh, good. It is good. Um, have you ever seen a ghost? No. Oh. Have you ever seen a Bigfoot? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I, I work with um, that <laughs> it's man. Finally, it's going to happen. It's gonna, he has. He's just remembered he has. I work, no, I saw the beast of Bobmin. Mm. I saw the... Definitely saw the big. That black. was not the question. Do not answer. Oh, do not change the Richard. subject. Richard, no one is interested. Richard, go and you can. I'll, I'll allow. It's I will a allow, giant I'm, cat in I'm Devon. Going to, I'm going to allow it. And it was miles away, and it was by yeah. a Volvo, and it was a puma. I saw a puma in yeah. Devon, but I was the only one that saw it. I saw an adder once, but it was a normal-sized adder. <laughs> That's it, yeah. It came up next to me in the bracken like that. Fucking hell! I, I don't run often. I ran then. Yeah. It's the, an adder is not as good as a Bigfoot. Uh, uh, I've not seen a Bigfoot, but I saw the Beast of Bobmin. That is quite good. That's a puma in Devon, yeah. fucko, so enjoy. <laughs> I did enjoy it. Have you seen a Bigfoot? Uh, no, I haven't, but I'm hoping one of my guests will, because if they have, that would be a great question. Would they have, if they had footage? Well, yeah, I mean, if they suddenly... Re- I mean, a, if they'd forgotten that they'd seen it, and then they went, oh, I have seen it, and here it is on my phone, and here I am chatting with the Bigfoot... Then the, that'll be very good publicity for this podcast. But really it's a, I'm playing the I've long game. I've not even it. seen Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth it. Uh, the, the, the film or the sitcom that came out. Oh, there was a sitcom? Yeah, there was. Wow. <laughs> the, Big, Bigfoot is the gift that keeps on giving, yeah, isn't he? And even now in your podcast. Have you seen the Six Million Dollar Man episode where he fights a Bigfoot? No. I haven't seen it either. I watched, uh, I watched they are rerunning Wonder Woman on the Horror Channel. Oh, yeah. And I watched a Wonder Woman the other day. Yeah. And it's very funny. I didn't realise that they put gags in it. Yeah. Cloris Leachman from the Mel Brooks films was in it as Wonder Woman's mum. <laughs> One guy. <laughs> that's obviously, that's another way I do comedy, stealth. <laughs> yeah. Very precise. One guy's good. Like that's a drone. Like Bang. One at I a time. I watched Bang. the... Uh... Bang. Boom. I watched the first episode of Happy Days yesterday. Because, because of po- Al, Al Well, died, I mean, he isn't he? in that one because he yeah. didn't come in later. Yeah. There's a character in Happy Days. That- I saw a man today yeah. walking up Oxford Street. Imagine the Fonz, <laughs> yeah. right? If he was 55, yeah. right? But with glasses and smoking a pipe. <laughs> I shit you not, that was the look he'd gone for, this guy. Wasn't like, that like the Fonz in the later episode, Fonz, the later series? Isn't that what he if became? If Fonzie goes to Harvard, yeah. that episode. Do you remember Chuck Cunningham? I think he's called Chuck. Am I, does anyone know about this? It's actually a thing. There's, a, there's an older Cunningham brother. I did not in the, know. F- in the no. first two series I, of Happy I Days. I used to get very excited about being on Buzzcuts with Susie Quattro. Oh, she yes. Was she Leather was Tuscadero. She was. In Happy Days. Yeah. I watched the. I didn't watch in a Happy Days episode. I watched the Weezer video. Yes, I did that as well. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, it was all right. Happy days. Did you like it? No, 
I did. Well, I did. I did. I sort of did. Like, I think when I watched it, I was in his 1970s, 1980s. I like Richie's uh, mum. Somerset. Richie's mum. Yeah, Ma- Marion uh, thing. Yeah, that's her name. Uh, Somerset. She, well, I th- I wasn't sure whether it was an old sitcom that was from the 1950s mm. that they were show- showing, or whether it was genuinely. Fr- so I was confused by it as a child, but I did enjoy it. Sit on it. That's what they used to say, isn't it? Sit e. on it. Sit Ooh. on it. E. Hey, Mr. sit on it. C. Ooh. E. You used to hit things and yeah. they'd work. I watched... And then I was watching stuff about Saved by the Bell today, for some reason. Mm. And uh, it was that. quite a convoluted route I got there. I'll tell you how I got there. Yeah. Uh, because I was watching Happy Days, I then watched a bit on YouTube where um, Howard Stern interviewed Scott Bio who comes across as a a bit of a dick. Yeah. Uh, And then Screech was being interviewed by Howard Stern. So then when it was when Screech wrote a book about all the other people in Saved by the Bell and how they were all fucking each other but not him. um... I think there were some sour grapes there. Yeah? (laughs) I watched... um, There was a really good thing on BBC4 the other night, which was just all the archive old crappy kind of like EPK footage from James Bond films. Right. From, from right from the very early days. And there was the woman who played Money Penny, was being interviewed by um, Gloria Hannaford, was really complaining that they had got Judy Dench to play M and not her. Right. But was genuinely bitter about it. <laughs> was like, that should have been me! Huh? But like, I'm like, I can never understand that. Showbiz is so fucking transient <laughs> and so inconsequential. When people get cross about it, it's Fucking, we are distraction. What's out the, 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 it's great that you've come here to kind of just ease the pain. <laughs> What's fucking out there? Oh, Jesus Christ. I do, I feel really bad. There's a book by Neil, someone called Amusing, Your, Amusing Ourselves to Death. Have a read. <laughs> fucking hell. Seriously, I shouldn't read it. I read it, and it's just yeah. like, no, makes makes you want to stop doing this and <laughs> and go and work as a volunteer somewhere. I think it's very interesting when people become very successful. I, mean, I think with kids as well, it's it's much worse. So if someone becomes very successful as a kid, then it's very difficult to make that transition into oh, not realizing how it's not. Well, that all I'm, all this is, and this is something that started in 1983, is I'm just trying not to do a normal job because I'm no good at it, and I was told that I wasn't any good at it when I did one, so. I worked at a job centre and at my last assessment uh, panel, the regional manager for Manpower Services Commission Essex looked at me and went, Philip, this job, the civil service. And I went, he went, it's not really you, is it? (laughs) (laughs) No, Dave, no. (laughs) But where are we going to find someone to replace you? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that was was out of college... Out of school, was it? Or you out, didn't, out, out of school, school I didn't yeah. go to uni, no. 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 That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. If I got one more year of Buzzcocks, I could have put the money away. And if I'd known... The thing is, is what was it about the way they cancelled it, is I just got a phone call. So you get a phone call in April and they go, are you free in the autumn? Every year. So every year I assumed it would be cancelled. And then when it actually was, it was, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> then you could have planned a bit. If they, What I'd like them to have done is just said, this year would be the last year. And then you know, and then you can kind of plan things and you could... I thought it would have been, it was on 20 years. I thought it would have been nice to do a last episode. People would have watched it. It would have been a laugh, get Lamar back, have a giggle. Um, but um, because I wanted to go to university. Yeah. And, and now it's kind of, because they've ambushed me, I kind of... Why didn't you go? Because you were clever, right, at school. You'd got, you no, got a scholarship. didn't you I was clever but lazy, really properly lazy. Right. 
I was re- bright enough to go, but just yeah. lazy. So um, uh, that's what I still want to do, really. Yeah. Just go to uni. If someone will have me. I've got an honorary degree. They don't fucking count. <laughs> I'm a doctor at the University of Essex. And they, they really push the... You can call yourself doctor. I'm like, what kind of fucking idiot gets an honorary degree? <laughs> and then goes, I'm a doctor. Let me through. <laughs> need whimsy. Yeah. It is quite interesting who, the people who choose to use. So I think when people get honours as well, and then mm. and then you and you can see there are certain people who insist on being called sir, if they're a sir or an OBE. Either it comes up in the credits, or they insist on being addressed as sir, whoever. Yeah, that's quite an interesting character trait, isn't it? If you well, get why, one of those things, but that's I don't know. It, it's, it just it strikes me as odd, you know the way. But you know I've been in fucking. Showbiz for 30 years. I've seen odd. What would you... I've seen weird. I met Jedward. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Jedward were on Pointless. They got knocked out first in the episode. Really? Yeah, it's a very a big... It was a big surprise. Remember, we... Because Jack D... <laughs> Jack D was hosting the Jedward episode and we did... Uh, uh, and they, they kind of... You know when we used to go out before... We go into the team rooms and they just do, do the running order. They yeah. go, then this will happen, then that one. They just check camera angles and what you're wearing and then you fuck off and have a chat and then you do the show later. And so we were doing that bit and uh, they do a couple of intros. And Jack, not the intros, they do a couple of next lines. And, and Jack goes, in the, the last round of the next lines and, it, and he goes, so this will be to your team, Noel, Jedward and so on and so on. And he went, what's that coming over the hill? And Jonathan went, is it a pawny? <laughs> <laughs> then Edward went, oh, I love ponies. <laughs> they, had, they, they, had, they had handlers, right, yeah. from the record company. <laughs> they genuinely had these people looking after them. And... Uh, and you go, before Buzzcocks, you go in the team room, you, sit, you just have a chat, you have something to eat, you know what it's like, yeah. it's good fun, you know, nice. you just have a little lovely, that, that great chef. Yeah, there was really good food, food really on Buzzcocks, yeah. wasn't there? None of that BBC chips nonsense, yeah. it's great. But we, so, um, we don't want the handlers hanging around at that moment because it's just the team want to do a bit of bonding with the, the two sort of writers and just have a chat. And so Jed was there and, and they had their handlers with them who were just in a constant karate stance. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and Kevin Day went, so you, you don't have to um, stay here. We, we'll be all right with the lads. And they were like, we can, we can go. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, were like, they were so delighted to get an hour off Jedward. And they went. <laughs> and then they looked around and they went, boys, 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 boys. <laughs> and Jedward, who are like meerkats on coke, constant. <laughs> See how weird that is. Another one next to it. <laughs> boys, boys, boys. And then they looked at them and, they, and, 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 the, and the guy went, what do we do? What do we do? Pointed at Jedward like that. And they went, and the pair of them together in unison went, we, we listen with D's and we keep D's shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it strikes... <laughs> One of the sad... And the thing is, it's halfway through that show, just, you're on telly with Jedward, you're questioning where you are in your life. And then 
I suddenly realised that they're just these fucking kids that are having a laugh and it's the machine that is using them to make money is what started to annoy me and I started to feel so fucking protective of them by the end of that show. I'm sorry for them. I've got fucking children and I know what it's like and these boys who are just, you know, they're, they're fucking blessing they're in a laugh. They don't know what day it is. <laughs> I, I feel especially dumb. sorry for Jonathan because, like, Edward gets his whole name in Jedward. Yeah. And Jonathan just gets a J yeah. in it. That's what, It should be, you know, Johnwood or. Uh, yeah. Edithon. Johnwood. Johnwood. Yeah, it be... No, that's too much. <laughs> Jonathan. Jonathan would be yeah. Jedward. Fucking John. Poor Jonathan. Jedward. He will kill Edward, though. <laughs> that's how that'll end. <laughs> I've got other letters. <laughs> <laughs> and let's uh, let's talk about uh, your stint on Six Music, which you did briefly mention. But you you kind of uh, well, you 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 were quite outspoken about the BBC. No, it was just it was I did I did a book and just kind of uh, I don't know. The thing is, I did Six Music. I really enjoyed it. I had mm. a great time. It was a real laugh. You know, it was like there. Thing is, is um. So we did. They just said they're going to launch this station, and they asked me to do the breakfast show. Very happy to do that. It was music radio, and uh, what I don't like on the radio, there's things I don't like. I don't like that radio voice. Hi, good morning, and welcome to the show. <laughs> How do you do that for fucking four hours a day, unless you are so full of cocaine <laughs> that your voice actually sounds like that naturally all the time? Anyway, hi. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the show! <laughs> That's a fucking... That, Christina Aguilera couldn't keep that pace. <laughs> She's the queen of the... I didn't like that. And the, the BBC didn't like me not liking that because I think they wanted a little bit of that, you know, whereas I was just... For, for the first hour of the show, I'm always like... All right. <laughs> uh, it's seven o'clock, this is... Oh, boom. <clears throat> yeah, this is a clash. I was like that for an hour, yeah. and then I'd wake up during the second half hour of the show and then get a bit more bouncy, and then that, it was natural. It was natural. <laughs> so we did, it for, we did it for years, and then every yeah. year we went, how many people are listening? And all of the people that were listening to us were listening online because there were no digital radios. So the BBC launched four digital radio stations and no one could buy digital radios. It took three years before... Uh, Argos got those pure Evoke radios in. Three years. No one had digital radio, so everyone was listening online, right? Then digital radio started slowly to filter out in the third year, and, and we started to get people that listen on dabs, and that was fun. And uh, we're constantly saying, how many people are listening? They go, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know because no one's got the dabs. But we must have listeners because people are emailing the show. We know people are listening because we've had phone-ins and talked to people. People are listening. Yeah, but we, we can't count them. They, they don't, we can't count them because they're not listening on radios. So when the first uh, Ray Giles came through for Six Music, it was 150,000 people, I think 148,99, something like that. And, uh, and I said, well, what about the, the online people, the people listening online? Because we've got listeners in fucking America and, and Canada and China and Australia, all over the world, people listening to us emailing in the show. They went, no, we, we can't count them. <laughs> can't count them because they're not listening on radios. 
The majority of our fucking listeners, you can't count because of the technology they're listening on, and that's the BBC. It's a fucking administrative nightmare to work for. And it was really, really good fun. I had a right laugh. It was great, but they want you to play Coldplay records, and I can't, in all conscience, <laughs> play Coldplay records. Because the, 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 the first strapline advert, because you were there, you remember what it was, yeah. the first strapline advert was, we play what we like and nothing else. If I play Coldplay Records, that makes me a liar. <laughs> and so the one that upset people, the morning when I really got into trouble with them, with management sort of thinking they wanted rid of me, was there was a morning U2 released a single, and every radio station in the UK was allowed to play it at 8 o'clock. The whole country, every music radio station in the UK was going to play the new U2 sync like it was the birth of the fucking second messiah. <laughs> you know, Paul McGuinness had fucking given out this, you know, you will be permitted to play the new single by U2. <laughs> and lo, and we put it on and it's fucking the ding, 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 ding. <laughs> 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 fucking it's a U2 record. It's a fucking U2 record. We all know how they go. And it had been on for 30 seconds and I, and I just went, right, it sounds like that. So if you want to hear the rest, Wogan's playing it. <laughs> They, and I got, uh, I got like, I got uh, about fucking a hundred really pissy emails from YouTube. <laughs> They're YouTube fans, you know what I mean? But I got like about a thousand fucking thank you so much. <laughs> the, yeah, it's weird. But I, I don't know, I, I wrote the book, it was sort of cathartic really, because I did it and loved that job, but I quit because I'd had enough. Uh, I'd sort of really, I'd done everything I could. Yeah. And when you realise you're doing, when you're in radio, and particularly if you're doing a, a show every day, you're doing the same, you've got to be really into that, doing exactly the same thing every day. Really got to be into that. You've got to be able to do that. And if there's some personalities are just going to go, eventually going to go, no, nah. no, not anymore. And also all of the, and I remember like all of the ideas that I had at the time, and I remember saying at meetings, they're doing now anyway. So I knew that Six Music will become what it is now eventually but they just weren't interested when i was asked uh, like eight months before the station launched i was got in and asked if i'd do it and i said you should hire lauren laverne to be on right after me after the breakfast show at 10 o'clock you should hire lauren laverne i said that eight months before six music launched and it took them six seven years to do it yeah you know they did it eventually but it's just it's just slow it's just slow thing is we're really going to miss it. We're really fucking going to miss the BBC. We really, really are. And it'll be gone in about four years. So, you know, enjoy it while it's there. Because <laughs> it's going now. And it's being... I think it's being deliberately taken down from inside. I oh, think I think, yeah. I think it is. It's being... Do you watch 30 Rock? Yeah. That whole thing about how uh, someone's tanking the network. Yeah. There are people working at the BBC who've been sent in by people who, that own rival organisations to deliberately do shitty things. So it's, you know. And the ones who haven't been sent in aren't very good, so still There's manage that to do as that well, anyway. you know. <laughs> you have to be so patient to work there, don't you, though? I mean, really, when I, you're so, in well, the it's, it, I mean, it's, it's sort of awful that it's become the way it has. It's, it's awful the way that the public hasn't stood up to it, which they did for Six Music, so that's why Six well, Music survived. Weird. Yeah, but, you know. But, so, but the, the fact that the public, it's, yeah. it's become so... 
you know, everything's become, oh, you know, I'm paying £100 for this thing, £120 for this thing, and that's ridiculous, and so I'm not going to stand up for this because it's awful. But, you know, why are we accepting that we get £120 to pay for something that mm. is independent and is producing fantastic yeah. stuff? So it makes me crazy. What I quite, yeah. what, 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 what I quite like was that um, subsequent administrations, both Labour and Conservative, have tried to get rid of the BBC, have hated it. Yeah. And that means it's doing something right. If, if the government hates an organisation then that organisation is doing something right. And then the BBC was genuinely a voice of the people asking uncomfortable questions of the fucking idiots in charge. And we're going to lose that voice. We are losing... And yet I won't do question time. <laughs> Stop booking comedians on question time. Stop booking fucking comedians on Except Tomo and Steely and Jeremy, because they're campaigners, and Joe Brand, because she's a campaigner, and Toxvig, because she's in a political party. Stop booking fucking clowns. They're funny enough on their own. They don't need us. <laughs> Sick of that. Let's get a comedian on. Let's get a comedian to do something. Just fucking can't wait till it's all over. <laughs> I really can't. <laughs> Any day now. <laughs> well, it's, it's, a it's a terrible thing. Well, also because it just means Sky will then become Fox News in the, in the sky, and then that will people get their news. Well, you know, but that will be, be unchallenged, you know. So it's... it's oh, and man. that's what we're working towards, and that's the clear... Where would you go? Progress. Where would you go? <laughs> when we flee the... the, 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 the if this. the island would actually sink, yeah. like, as an allegory for what's happening... Like, what Cornwall first kind of dips into the Atlantic and then starts coming down? What would it be from the top end? Now, Scotland. If Nicola Sturgeon saws Scotland off along Hadrian's Wall and then lets the rest sink and then puts buoyancy aids at Dundee and, you know, I mean. <laughs> Norway. Shall I go Scandinavia Norway? is where I go. Scandinavia. Would you go to Scandinavia? Yeah. It's a very difficult language. They're, they all speak English, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love you so much. <laughs> it looks nice up there. I think it, it's, not, great, it's not perfect it? up there. I did a gig nice. in Lund in Sweden. It was extraordinary. I thought, who's going to fucking come and see me? 400 fucking Swedes, that's who. <laughs> Chuckling away they were. <laughs> they thought you were Johnny Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> and you're scared of spiders. Are you really scared of spiders? No, I am. But uh, the thing is, is, I don't mind them if I know they're there and I can right. see them. When they're there and they're not moving and they're not bothering me, the problem is when they arrive. Because <laughs> it's, it's... And it's, it's true. I was do, I, I, uh, the, the routine that I did in quadrophobia about spiders, I'd someone, I made someone throw up once and a woman ran out of the gig screaming once because I just described... I mean, there's a feeling that you have if you're arachnophobic where you sense that one is there about a second before you actually see it and you see it in your peripheral vision. So you just have a really weird, the second before you see it, just a kind of, there's something not right in the room. <laughs> and then over here, where you people, spider people are, <laughs> you, there'll be a movement like that. That which I can see, even though I'm looking that way. That. And it's, it's that. It's when they come, they arrive, it's fucking hell, and it's got to be dealt with. And it's that. It's more an admin issue I have <laughs> with spiders. I know I'm not going to go into the whole routine, but genuinely, I, I, I don't like them. I'm, I, I, won't, I can't, can't kill them. I think they're great animals. They're amazing, extraordinary creatures. But when they arrive, 
I had an uncle like that once. She didn't want him to come round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can, I can only assume you're safe in the Leicester Square Theatre because there are usually so many flies around here that I can't, I'm assuming there can't be any spiders in the building. Well, no, if, a you lot want of rid of, if you want rid of them, apparently Conker's in the corner of the room. Is that true? No? Someone over there? No. There's someone over there who's obviously shit scared of spiders and got a house full of conkers. <laughs> a house full of conkers and spiders. No. Just encourages them because they can play eight games of conkers at yeah. a time, so that is... Well, there's a conker in the kitchen with, like, a, with a twentier on a string going... <laughs> Want a game, do you? Hey? <laughs> Uh, ask you, I'll ask you another one of my fabulous emergency questions. I'll, I'll ask this one. I'll ask this for a while. Would you rather have? I think this is the right question. Uh, it's been so long since I've asked. A tit that dispenses talcum powder. What? Or, right. Hang on. A tit. Yeah, a tit. A breast that dispenses. Well, not necessarily a breast. A Someone tit. did get into this the other day, and it isn't. I'm not saying you're going to get like a moob. But I, when I oh, say, what, me? When I say, yeah, a tit, it will have on you a tit. All right, I imagine on me, your nipple. not just in life. Yeah. <laughs> not like an idiotic, not like George coming around throwing talcum George powder. George really at you. takes it from he you, does. doesn't he, really? He does. <laughs> he's like but your, he deserves he's, it, though. George is your mad also, isn't he, basically? <laughs> but he deserves it, doesn't he? He nearly knocked the mirror over in the dressing room just now. So it's a tit. Swinging that, that just... boom around like it, was, it, like it was harvest season. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tit that is spent. So your tit. You'd My go, tit. Talc. You go and talc. As much talc as you could ever want, as much as you wanted. Here's a contentious out. view. Isn't talc carcinogenic? <laughs> the room's gone really fucking quiet now. <laughs> the fragrant smelling, clean and dry room. What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought. Well, I don't know whether that might affect your decision. Yeah. Or a uh, finger that definitely has cancer. No, or a finger <laughs> that can. That'd be quite good. A finger that can dispense cancer. <laughs> I will make it that for today. So, uh, would you rather have? But you can't ca- you can't catch cancer from it, but you can give cancer to anyone you want, and you can choose the type of cancer. This can just be doesn't have to be. It can be a curable no. one. The thing is, I was thinking the other day about. <laughs> I think. I think What's wrong with that, that. I think that the murder rate in the UK yeah. would be higher than America if guns were legal in terms of a kind of per capita rate of murders. I think that we are more strung up than the Yanks. And I think there's that weird sort of entitlement. You see it on the roads. I was coming down the A13 to the gig today. The tailgating in fog on the A13 and the hate in the cars and the faces. (laughs) Imagine them with guns. (laughs) It'd be like fucking Dodge City, this whole island. (laughs) It'd be fucking insane. And I'm just... It's, that's, I, I, I'd have bought a gun by now. I'm <laughs> fucking so glad I don't live over there. <clears throat> I'd... I'd oh, fucking... The, oh, the rage. That's why I can't do political comedy, because I start to get so angry <laughs> and murdery. <laughs> I can't, because I get genuinely fucking cross. Start effing and jeffing needlessly. <laughs> and it's just... It's, and when you get older, it's the, you want that as we go on in our lives. So what, so the thing I love about you, and I said it earlier, was your work ethic, because I don't have one. I'm so envious of that. You know, I think that's you what work, university so might have taught me, is how to... How to how, uh, like oh, believe me, going to university did not give me a no. work <laughs> <laughs> Quite, I had quite a good work ethic until I got to university. Oh, no, of course, yeah. And no then I, I just stopped. Yeah, you had a bit of a turn, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, had a time. Had a time. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know, I did, yeah, it's strange, but, but no, I can't. It's, I, I, the rage in people I find quite funny. Yeah. I'd like to, yeah, because it's all like, it's because I can't argue. I'm used, um, there was that, what was that show on, uh, it used to be shown Dave, Argumental. Yeah. And they wanted me to be a team captain on it. And uh, the reason I said no is because I actually don't like arguing. <laughs> and it was a great format for a show. It's a lot of fun. Brigstock and uh, Rufus were cracking on it. But I fucking hate arguing. I did it a few times. They go, would you come back? And I'm like, no, stop <laughs> asking me to do this fucking show. So I, gen- I can't, I don't like arguing. I don't like it. Which is, whereas, you know, your free-for-all shows like Buzzcocks and QI are fun because I just think you play with ideas and it's like keepy-uppy. QI and Buzzcocks. It's just keeping an idea going and you're on with fun people and it's a giggle, yeah. you know. That's, 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 that's the comedy. I think comedy's always best when it's cooperative, and, but pe- I know people adore and love confrontational and embarrassment comedy. When without embarrassment comedy, you wouldn't have Adam Partridge and Coogan and Simon Amstel and, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm and all those, oh my God, comedy, <laughs> which I can't bear. I can't watch. I love Curb, the idea of it, but I can't watch it. Because it's so... Ah! Beloved cunt. No! Ah! <laughs> my mum said my mum doesn't like 40 Towers. I was talking to someone about this because it, cause she can't stand the fact that it always goes wrong for him. Yeah. Which is most sitcoms, but it is more extreme in 40 Towers, but she can't bear it because I think you, she sort you like Basil Fawlty and then it always goes wrong for him and you've got to be a certain kind of person to enjoy the fact that he... Sort of deserves it. I think it's, it's because the reason that I could tolerate it on 40 Towers is because he's, he'd come out of Python and the absurdity of Python, I think, had kind of... So I always saw it as an extended Python sketch. And so I bought into that. But generally, I can't bear that sort of thing. No, I'm with your mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, cancer finger or... T- t- <laughs> cancer... <laughs> what I'm saying, <laughs> the reason that I mentioned the guns thing... Maybe it could cure cancer as well. Oh, I'll have that. I'll have that. But every other time you use it, it has to give someone cancer. <laughs> For the cure, well, that would be good. You could cure got someone. Got it, not got it. Yeah. Got it, not got it. <laughs> got it, not got it. Uh, got it. Ooh, chase me. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially what God, the power that God has. Isn't, isn't it? it? No, yeah, the, isn't he it? Does, and he it's does, and he looks down on us, and it is tricky No one for thinks him. about that from God's make, point of yeah, view. Yeah, he has he to could make have, those decisions. He could have made there be no cancer, his... but he, he made that decision. Now he has to decide who gets it and who doesn't get it. And he just does it randomly. It's good. That's the best way to just dis- dispense randomly. I'd give it to people who deserved it. I think as long as Alan Dedicote did the cancer announcements <laughs> every week, here are this week's cancer victims. <laughs> 407 testicular cancer. That's the biggest showing this week for testicular cancer since February of 2004. Do you think adding extra... Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, 803. (laughs) Do you think adding extra numbers to the lottery, as they have done recently, has screwed a lot of people? I think a lot of people are going to stick with the numbers they had for the last, whatever it is, Mm. 15 years. They've added more numbers. They've added a load more. Added more numbers. They've added more numbers. Which makes it... Less likely. Yeah, yeah. Which, they, that's how maths works. <laughs> I think the it's now people in this country. <laughs> I think it's now sixty-five million to one. It was fourteen million to one before. I know. I like the odds <laughs> when it was fourteen million to one, but now sixty-five million to one. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! I, it's, I, only go, I only learn things when I come out of the house and meet other people. It's great. I don't watch telly. 
We're stop good. listening to Radio 4 during the day because it's so fucking shrill. I listen to Radio 4 Extra, so I know what's happening in the Navy Lark. <laughs> 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 Apparently, they've started a television channel. <laughs> Five people, see? Small groups. It's less efficient, but more fun. You occasionally, as I was talking to John Finnamore the other week, there's a sitcom called Albert and Me that I've never heard of with... Um, oh, Richard Beckinsale yeah. and the baby. Yeah. And Pat Coombs playing the baby That's and it, Pat his mum. I couldn't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, apparently, Robert Lindsay takes over in the second series. I think not because... Uh, I think the other... other yeah, Beckinsale just gave in rather than died right, in that he, case. He quit, yeah. Um, so I don't know, there's, series, there's just some, some extraordinary... I like, I like in hearing uh, you and Stu come up sometimes. Yeah, we do the, come the, up. On, yeah. on Four Extra. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the thing. BBC, though. Well, sometimes it takes me a while to realise it's me. Yeah. When you, sometimes it's, you tune I, in I find it really you. weird when Arthur Smith said my... Yeah, coming up in a minute, Phil Jupiter, <laughs> and I'm in my car and I'm... <laughs> 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 it is strange. I was once driving somewhere and was listening to Steve Wright and then said, someone said, oh, we're going to see Richard Herring. You know, he said, oh, we're going to hear a shout-out to such a... Who's going to see Richard Herring tonight? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to that as well. Uh, have you ever heard? Uh, have you ever? Um, there was um, someone I knew was getting tweets about Steely. Mark Steele was uh, was watching the cricket at home, had his feet up on the sofa, cup of tea, watching the cricket, and you know, just picked up his phone, Twitter. Really looking forward to seeing uh, uh, Mark in uh, in like somewhere like uh, Burnley tonight. He's like, well, I'm not playing Burnley. <laughs> bloody, oh, he's bowling now. Is yeah, me too. Can't wait to see Mark in Burnley. <laughs> what are you Burnley tonight? <laughs> and, and, and he went, what happened was? And they went, no, no, there's nothing in your diary, Mark, but I will just double check. And, then, and he hears the bloke walk away from the phone. And then he hears this in the background. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I am so sorry, mate. <laughs> he has to fucking drive to Burnley. <laughs> He's in the middle of the fourth over. <laughs> and presumably, well, I don't know if he does that, he writes about a bit about and local material. He's got to do the show. He's got to do the writing on the way to the gig. He's fucking crowdsourcing like fuck. <laughs> it's Macclesfield, not Burnley, yeah. Oh. Ruined ruin the whole anecdote. And... and, and <laughs> And no, the podcast, this is worse. It's really... It's, I called you Stuart. You call me Stuart. It's, it's you wrecked the whole thing. Ben, I'm just, that's what... It's a bit like those people at the BBC. I'm tanking it from within. <laughs> <laughs> it's been brought in. <laughs> I've been sent in by... By the Perfect Ten podcast. <laughs> Even though it's not happening anymore, yeah, yeah. we're still going to take him that's down. That's how bitter Phil Wilding is. <laughs> That was always it was really, really good fun. You used to come do our Christmas did, one yeah. when we did the ones together. That was a laugh. Oh. Well, they're probably still up online somewhere, are they? I don't think they are. are they not? Someone went looking for them the other day, and, and yeah. Apple do eventually. There's a kind of statute of limitations they've on podcasts. Yeah. They've been destroyed. They've been destroyed. <laughs> yes. It's really weird in the early days of podcasting, wasn't it? Though that yeah. whole because it was so new. You were remarkably forthright in the early days. And then, and then you eventually realised, no, people do listen to this shit. 
And then you get a bit nervous. You and know. there's a lot of stuff, especially, I mean, in all of them, but in Collins and Heron, I said a lot of terrible you things. You said loads of incredibly... I mean, I, uh, I remember... I, I fucking... I, you probably gave me cancer <laughs> listening to... <laughs> fucking hell! Some of the things you said. But there's so much of it that I don't think any journalist will ever listen yeah. to it all. I'd have to become so famous and to go, let's try and let's dig up some dirt. Let's go back and, yeah, yeah. My favourite ever question we got asked on The Perfect Ten was, OK, uh, you are being attacked by waves of six-year-olds, ten at a time. How, many, how long do you think you would last before they would overpower you? <laughs> We've spent fucking quarter of an hour on that question. I think first thing Wilding went was, are they armed? <laughs> You're all thinking, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, probably take the first ten, no trouble at all. Now, obviously, you get tired. Yeah. <laughs> they get you eventually. Eventually, like they will. Them. Overpowered by six-year-olds. Yeah. That's where the cancer finger comes in handy. So, um... <laughs> unfortunately, we're going to have to... <laughs> yeah, exactly. to we've that. kind of talked it's, about it's things. Been, yeah, it's been all right. It's been really nice to see you fun. again. It's, you always, can, it's always a joy to see you. You can come back anytime, man. You know? Because you yeah. so, we didn't even touch on half the stuff. I know. Well, it's, we, you know we what? wasted a lot of time. Well, what's good is, is because <laughs> I'm one of those guests that... that, they, that I'm, I'm, I've realised what it is, in comedy terms, I'm a bit like Squeeze. <laughs> which is people don't necessarily want to go and see Squeeze, but they know their stuff, and they, when they think about it, they go, oh, Squeeze. <laughs> and I'm a bit like that, and I've been on a tour around the UK, and I fucking know I'm like that. <laughs> oh, Phil's on up the road. Should we get a ticket? Nah. <laughs> Still, nice to know he's here, eh? <laughs> I'm that. That's the, that's the sort of level of appeal that, 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 that I've, I've suddenly... I've worked it out. That's, yeah. that's, that's where I'm at. I'm squeezed. <laughs> and I'm fucking happy with that. But, but the thing is, is, when you get another big name in the second half, like yeah. you, you've got your man today, so I'll come along and do a first half for you. They, they go, oh, it's Jupes, that'll be right. He'll kill a bit of time and he can ask the questions he hasn't asked. <laughs> be great. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to British Columbia in the woods for six months <laughs> and see if I can see him for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then come back, we'll do a special. Go, yeah, sorry, me. It's a long way away, I look like a kind of monkey. <laughs> <laughs> there is! No, it's a bloke. There is! No, it's a bloke. There is! No, it's a bear! Yeah, I'd love to a see bear. a bear in the wild. I'd yeah. love to see a fucking bear It'd probably in the wild. eat you, though, wouldn't it? Or make love Depends with you. what sort of bear. <laughs> bear sex. You know, bears have got um, a kind of hook in their penis that I'm... clings to the wall of the vagina. Yeah. So it doesn't leave during intercourse. That's terrible. <laughs> I went to London Zoo once to visit the bears. I'll just say this. And... I'm glad you added that's terrible. Rather than, wouldn't it be great to have one of those, hey, fellas? <laughs> like a grappling hook. <laughs> grappling hook cock. I'm in now. Uh, yeah. You want to know what's on the end of the chain? Um, so the, uh, but I went to London Zoo to visit the bears, and uh, and uh, to call the bears, you don't go, ooh, bears. You just rattle the keys, right. and they come running up. So it's a bit like a swingers party. We're gonna have to go, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up, Phil Jupiter. <laughs> been listening to Richard Herring's That's the Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Phil Jupiter's. 
this music is by Pest. Thank you to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre. This is where I am. And also at Go Faster Strike, which is in Wales. It's in Cardiff. Don't go there. It's scary. They give you points if you drive even a little bit fast. Don't go there. It is produced by Dave Griff. Uh, it is a Sky Potato Fuzz and Go Faster Strike production. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks to everyone who gave to the Kickstarter. Do tell your friends about these podcasts if you like them. Pass on the good news. It's, I'm a bit like the new Jesus. I'm not saying I'm the new Jesus, but I am the new Jesus. Uh, and if you want to come and see me on tour, uh, my new show is called Happy Now. I think it is quite good. And uh, you can go to richtaring.com slash happy underscore now slash tour. And you can see if I am coming anywhere near you in 2016. Thank you very much for listening. Now go away. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash Ballback slash tour or richtang.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out. <laughs>